I don't know if you notice on the screen today but what that is made of. Can anybody tell me what that is actually made of, as it were? If that was Play-Doh, absolutely Play-Doh. And this was totally and absolutely by accident. We didn't plan it, but it was Josh who actually uh, picked this up, really, in that sense. So Sarah Hingley put this together, um, got it for us anyway, because I've realized now you get it from me all over the place these days. But actually, it's Play-Doh. And when I was thinking about Father's Day and uh, the kind of theme that I really felt that was laid on me today was about the power of influence, the power of influence. And uh, the reality is with Play-Doh, many of you know that you can get it and you can shape it into whatever you can shape it into. Now, I'm not very good when it comes to that creative thing. So um, little Hope, who's our little three-year-old, will say to me, Dad, I want you to make a boat out of blocks. And I look at these blocks and I'm like, how on earth can I make a boat? It gets harder, Dad. I want you to make a dog and make a cat. And it just becomes almost impossible for me to be able to do. And what applies to blocks also applies to Play-Doh. And so I'm not very good whatsoever of getting that little dough, as it were, with all multicolors. And I, I don't like it when it all becomes mixed in to the all different colors as well. I need the yellow here, the green here, and the red over here. But the reality is you get all that together and you begin to shape it and make it into whatever you want to make it into. And very often mine end up being a total and absolute disaster. But we influence that Play-Doh as it were. We take it and we make it into something. And you know, the truth is that for every single one of us that we are almost like that Play-Doh. And we are influenced by so many different things around and about us that really shape us into what we are today. Influence affects the way that we speak. Now, I know that I've got a very eloquent accent and it's because where I was brought up in West Bromwich. And that has influenced my accent. The way that I speak has been influenced by the area that I've been grown up in, in the black country. How am I? You all right? It's really been influenced in that way. For some people, they come from London and they have a particular accent. And I'm not very good with accents. But so often, even the way that we speak is influenced by other people around about us. My grandparents were farmers. They lived in Wiltshire and they had a particular accent. It affected the way that they spoke. We are even affected by the way that we are, with the way that we look. We are influenced by the reality of where we are very often, by the things that we, we see on the media, the things that are portrayed on the television that says that this is the colour for this year. Looking around right now, I don't think we've got a clue because we've all got a multiple lot of colours that we are wearing today. But it's this colour for this year. This is the in colour. This is what you need to wear in order to look trendy and to look good. We are influenced even by the way that we look. I mean, look around right now. We influence each other, don't we? Sometimes for the good and sometimes not for the so good in the way that we look. We are influenced by, by the way that we act. 
We are influenced in so many different ways. But the truth is that the biggest influence on all of our lives, especially as children, comes from our parents. Parents have got an incredible power to influence kids in such an incredible way. And I want to say today for all of us who have the privilege, but also the responsibility of being parents, we must never underestimate just how powerful our influence is upon our children. And you may be sat there right now feeling very comfortable because you're thinking, well, I'm not a parent that actually my children have now grown up and they're married. The truth is that even when your children grow up and they get married, you are still influencing their lives by the way that you live, by the things that you say, by the way that you think, by the way that you talk. We are all influencing our children who have the privilege of having children. And for those who maybe haven't had the privilege of having children or yet, whatever it may be, the truth is that we still influence people that are younger than ourselves around about us. Not only those people that are younger, but those people of the same era and even those people who are of a different era. We all have the power to influence different individuals. As parents, we influence in such an amazing way. Let me try and prove this. If you ended up in a similar career to what your mother and father did, will you put up your hand right now? A similar career. Okay, that's a few individuals. If you um, have a telephone manner that is very much like your parents, in other words, that sometimes people will phone your house and they don't have a clue who they're talking to, can you put your hand up right now? Okay, this isn't proving very good at all, really. It's just my life. If you support the same football team as maybe your parents did, could you put your hand up right now? Well, there's a bit of influence uh, going on. If you know that in many ways that you walk just like your parents maybe walked, can you put your hand up right now? Yeah, see, look at all these hands going up right now. If you've got a similar kind of taste when it comes to food, you like the same kind of food as your parents, could you put your hands up right now? Yeah, two hands for Raymond Walker. And uh, you notice I said Raymond, Raymond Walker. But you know, the truth is that our parents influence our lives. Sometimes the saying goes something like this, like father, like son, like mother, like daughter. We know whose son you are. I know that's been spoken over my life. That very often people have said to me, we we know whose son you are. You really are a chip off the old block. I don't know if they like the bit of the old block, but the block may be okay. And like it or not, we very often walk in the footsteps of our parents. And our children walk in our footsteps Now, you may be wondering what on earth is in my bag today. So let me open it up and let me show you what is in my bag. Because I've found that most children, they love to do something at a very young age. They love to try on their mom or dad's shoes. 
Little Hope was doing this just uh, uh, a few weeks ago in our hallway. I'd left my shoes there. I think I was just about to go out. I don't just leave everything over around our house. I don't want anybody to have a go at me. What, you left your shoes in the hallway? You know, that's a fire hazard. If there's a fire, then he's get out of the house and you left them in the hallway. No, I was just about to leave to go out of the house. And I got my shoes there. And so Hope decided to uh, put on a pair of my shoes. Now, I've just literally put these, picked these up this morning. So again, don't have a go at me for them not being clean. But I've got a selection of shoes um, in my bag today because the reality is for all of us, we wear different shoes for different occasions. I mean, I don't wear my high heels when anybody can see me. <laughs> but we wear different shoes for different occasions. And these are, I guess some people call them daps or whatever. They're actually quite posh. They're super dry. And in case you're wondering, yes, they were in the sale and I did get a bargain. But you know, these are kind of shoes that I love to wear when I just want to do something fun. Maybe they're the kind of shoes that uh, I think I need a new pair for going on holiday um, in about five weeks' time, unless I can clean them up uh, somehow. But they're the kind of shoes that I'll wear if I'm, I'm going on holiday, if I'm, if, I, if I'm just going and down to the park maybe or going on the beach somewhere. I've had a whole lot of fun in those shoes. I really have. I've got these other things here, which are my, my boots, as it were. And again, these are the kind of boots that maybe are away from going out shopping, which I don't like to do, like lots of us men uh, don't like to do. Or maybe I've been out at times for maybe a meal or something like that. Again, I've wore these boots. And so they, they represent something that, I, that are good shoes, as it were. I've got another pair of shoes in here. And these shoes, in actual fact, bring back some difficult memories for me. Because very often I wear these shoes when I attend a funeral. I've attended the funeral of some of your loved ones. I've officiated at some of those funerals. And I've worn these shoes. I can think back right now, some of the occasions I've done that, some of the occasions where I've worn them and I've walked through some sadness, I've walked through some tears, and I've walked through some sorrows as I've walked wore them shoes. I've actually worn them as well. At some official things like, I think I may have worn them at a wedding. Maybe, maybe I didn't. I don't know. I think maybe I worn them when I went down to uh, Parliament a little while ago. So yeah, they have different members. These, sho- these ones in here are very, very special. They have to go in a separate carrier bag. Um, they really do have to do that. Because actually, these are my running trainers that actually need to be thrown away, maybe. Or maybe, I don't know if I'll ever throw them away. They absolutely stink. (laughs) Honestly, they smell so badly. They really do. But these represent literally hundreds of miles that I've run. They reckon when you've run about 500 miles, you should throw them out and get rid of them because they're, they're no longer good enough. But I don't really want to throw these out because I've literally done, I've probably done more than 500 miles running in these. But these were actually the trainers that I ran the, the Birmingham Marathon in last October. So they have lots of memories for me of how I overcome an incredible obstacle. 
how I faced the, uh, the biggest challenge of my life and was able to complete it. And therefore, they are very, very special to me. And I was thinking about all this because the reality is that our children, they walk in our footsteps. They walk in our footsteps. That it's not just like three-year-olds and little toddlers that choose to put on the, the shoes and to walk around them in their house. And also at times even try to adventure outside of the house, walking in shoes that don't fit them. But they're trying to, to walk in our footsteps. And the reality is for all of us, be it as a parent or not as a parent, people around about us, they see what, how we walk through times of great enjoyment. They see the times when we enjoy ourselves, when we smile and we have great fun. And they watch those moments. They watch the difficult moments when we walk through hardship and we walk through sorrow. When we walk through tears that the children are, are watching us. They're, they're watching our every move and we're influencing their lives. They're watching us when we face some of the, the biggest challenges and some of the biggest difficulties in life and they want to see are we going to give in and give up or are we going to keep on going we really have the opportunity to influence those people around about us in the way that we keep on going or the way that we stop the question I ask myself and as a dad as a man as a person I find this incredibly challenge challenging to me as I walk through life, the footsteps that I take, if my children, if the people around about me are to walk in my footsteps, am I living, am I causing them to live a life that's blessed or am I causing them to live a life that's bereft? You know, a few weeks ago, one of our, our young girls um, ran the Sutton Fun Run and she raised money for charity and she said to her mom, after I ran the marathon, she said, Mom, I want to do the Sutton Fun Run because Jonathan has inspired me in order to be able to run. So she began to train and she completed the Sutton Fun Run in a very good time. Amazing, because I had influenced her life. And I want to be an incredible influence to those people around about me. In 2 Chronicles and, and chapter 26, there's a verse there that simply said of King Uzziah, he did what was right in the Lord's sight, just as his father Amaziah had done. What an incredible statement to make of King Uzziah's life, that he did what was right in the Lord's sight, just as his father had done. What an amazing influence King Uzziah's father had had upon his life. What a legacy he had left for him. Here was King Uzziah. He became king at the tender age of 16, who had been the greatest influencer upon his life. I'm sure it was his father. His father, who it says of in in chapter uh, 25 and verse 2 says of his father that he did what was right in the Lord's sight. It says of his father, Uzziah, father, that he did what was right in the Lord's sight. There is a but, but not wholeheartedly. 
His father wasn't perfect. Uzziah's father wasn't perfect. I don't know about you, but that gives me a lot of hope. Because I know as a dad, as a man, as a a human being, that I am not perfect. That I get things that are wrong. And the truth is that Uzziah's father had got things wrong because whilst he walked in the ways of the Lord, he did not do it wholeheartedly. In other words, he fell short. He made mistakes. He didn't do everything that was correct, everything that was right. But he sought, I believed, to show Uzziah the way. And therefore Uzziah did just as his father did. And therefore, he walked in the ways of the Lord. Amaziah had had an incredible effect upon his son's life. And so therefore, it says that as long as Uzziah sought the Lord, that he knew what it was to prosper. He knew what it was to to gain strength. That he knew what it was to, to be able to walk in the right way. And I want to say today that the challenge for me is, and I'm sure the challenge for every single one of us on this Father's Day, dads, may we walk in such a way that our kids walk in the ways of the Lord. It's great when our kids prosper, maybe financially. It's great when they have incredible careers and and they really reach the top of their profession. But the most important thing is that they walk in the ways of the Lord. And for Uzziah, as a young lad at the age of 16, as he became king, he walked in the ways of the Lord. He didn't do it all the days of his life. He messed up. He failed. But his father had left him a legacy. And I want to encourage us today on this Father's Day, let's leave a legacy for those who are following in our footsteps. Let's show them how to face the challenges. Let's show them what to do in the times of grief, in the times of sorrow. Let's represent to them a life that Jesus Christ came, that we may have life and have it in all its fullness. That this life isn't just a life to endure, but rather it's a life to enjoy, that we can enjoy the life that God has given us, that we can, we can enjoy everything that God has placed around us in his incredible creation. We have this opportunity to influence those around about us. You know, in 2 Chronicles and and, uh, 30, uh, is it 33? Actually, maybe 23. Uh, I can't even read my own writing. Sam said to me today, he says, how on earth can you read your writing? And I haven't got a clue. But um, it it is um, 33 verse 22. It says there of King Ammon, he did what was evil in the Lord's sight just as his father Manasseh had done. What a difference. Uzziah, he walked in the ways of the Lord just as his father had done. And yet it said here of Ammon that he did what was evil in the Lord's sight just as his father had done. To use modern day terminology, Ammon was a chip off the old block. He'd followed his father and therefore he did what was evil in the sight of God. And yet for Uzziah, he did for a lot of years, not for the whole of his life. 
He did what was right in the eyes of God as he walked in the, in the footsteps of his father. You know, the sobering thought is that, like it or not, little eyes are watching us. A few weeks ago, Hope, who's not even free yet, said to me, Dad, you look a bit sad. I was thinking about something. And I'm like, at the age of three, she's been able to recognize our facial expressions. Just at a very young age. They're watching us. They're watching everything that we do. And I'm going to show you uh, just a, a media clip right now that just really portrays that in an in incredible way. And then I'll come back. Thank you. Let's just close our eyes just in these moments. It is a sobering thought. But I love what it just said on that DVD that it simply says, show me your mistakes. Don't be afraid to show me your faults. I know one of the things I've said before in this place is that sometimes the most difficult thing to say is one word that most of us can spell so easy. And that is the word sorry. And the reality is today that for all of us, we can be in this place today and we can think about how we've influenced people's lives and we can think of how at times we've been a good influence and at times we haven't been such a good influence. And that the enemy can come and, and condemn us today. But I'm so glad today that today can signify the start of something fresh, a new day. A new day that says, yeah, I'll show my mistakes and I'll own up to the things that I get wrong as well as the things that I get right. And that we should say, God, I'm not perfect, but you are the perfect father. That you are the perfect one. And God, I come to you today and God, I, I want to leave a legacy. I want to leave a legacy not only for my children. I want to leave a legacy for those people that whoever I come into contact with that I would influence in a good way. That they would be drawn more to Jesus because of the, the walk that I take. I love what it says. Don't be afraid to show me. Because I'm looking and I'm learning. And for every single one of us, we live our lives not in a private arena. We live our lives in, a, in many ways a public arena. And a public arena may only be for the audience of one or two, or three, or four, but they're watching. So Father, I pray today, God, that you would help us to, to realize just how powerful our influence is to those around about us. God, I pray for all of us today who have the privilege of being parents. Thank you for that amazing privilege. Father, we thank you that children are a gift from you. And Father God, that you've blessed us in such an amazing and such a wonderful way. But God, we thank you, Lord, that you have just bestowed your blessing upon our lives. But God, we realize that that blessing brings about an incredible responsibility. 
And so, Father God, I pray that you would help us. I pray, God, you'd aid us by the power of your Holy Spirit. And God, I thank you that you are a God who gives us a fresh start today, that you give us a a new opportunity in you. And Father, I pray, God, that for every single one of us, Father, God, that we would realize just how influential we are, Father. And God, Lord, that we would be that salt of the earth and God, that would be the light of the world where you've called us to be, Father. So God, help us to walk in your way. Help us to walk in your will, I pray. Help us, Lord, I pray, that we would follow in your footsteps, that bring glory and bring honor to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm going to invite us to stand together. We're going to respond in worship before God. Yeah, God who speaks today. Thank you. Yes, Lord.